You're listening to the Fox in the Phoenix podcast, understanding the feminine cross-dressing experience. I'm Savannah Hawk, dual gender male to female crossdresser, LGBTQ plus advocate, TEDx speaker, and author of the Living with Crossdressing book series. And I'm Julie Rubenstein, proud ally and co-founder of BoxandHanger.com, a feminine styling and life coaching service for cross-dressers and transgender women. Hey, Julie. Hi, Savannah. Hi, you girl. Well, I'm a little perturbed, I have to say. Uh-oh. I just got out of sh- the shower, but I actually like said something to my husband like midstream where I open up the door. I'm like, Hey, Scott, I really think it would be great if you would make some bacon and eggs for Remy. Like I want her to have some protein. Okay. Okay. So I go back to showering, get lost in the shower, get lost in the ADD in the moment. And then I come out and she's like munching on her bacon and eggs. And I look to the left and I look to the right and where's my, where's my breakfast? And he's sitting there staring at a job well done. And I'm like, he's like, yeah, I made our daughter, you know, bacon and eggs. And I look and I'm like, well, where's mine? And he's just like, well, you didn't say you wanted any. You should have said you wanted some. All right. First of all, I'm thinking to myself, am I just the pretty face? And I look at him and I'm like, am I just the like money bags over here and the create the creative that goes out, does your creative thing, changes the world, and suddenly I, I don't have any food to show for it? Love up on me, you, you dig? And I had just, Remy like raises her like beautiful eye, Brooke Shields eyebrows and she's like, like clocking me for this situation because I literally just told her and have been talking to her to, for days about like not playing the victim, saying what you need, the bacon's not just going to appear, use mm-hmm. your linguistics to ask for what you want. You dig? I dig. And uh, no bacon. No bacon. <laughs> no bueno. So we we get in this whole little discussion. And he says to me, well, do you want bacon and eggs? I said, well, I'm going on the air. Hello, listener. Shout out. <laughs> it's your girl, Jules and Savannah. <laughs> so now he's good. He's making me the bacon. He's making me the eggs. So there may or may not be an interruption. That's all I'm saying. Oh, okay. All right. Good to know. Cause he's delivering it to me. Mike side. Nice. Fresh on a platter. Nice. As so that's right. the thing. I mean, just all you have to know is next time it's like, Hey, make bacon and eggs for Remy and me. And then, uh, you know, all discussions will be unnecessary. Ladies, ladies, when you're listening, so that being said, it's totally true. I learned my lesson, all that jazz. But if you ladies are in a similar position and your wife says, hey, I got this great idea. I want my daughter to have protein and, you know, eggs are great and and bacon. Would you do that for her? Know that like her brain is totally set on that child and she is putting her needs secondary. So if you're wondering, hmm, is this a trap? Should I make the bacon for my wife? She's not exactly asking. Yes. The answer is yes. And if she looks at you and she goes, I didn't want that. I didn't ask for that. You got to let you don't listen. You then say, all right, I have an extra plate of bacon and eggs for me. Or you can offer it for your daughter. But just ladies know that she wants the bacon and eggs. She's a tapped mother. What can I say? And all I can tell you is bacon is one of my favorite things. And if I were to make bacon, if I stop myself and only make half 
the the package, right. you're you're lucky because typically right. it's like what there's a pound of bacon here. Let's make it all. <laughs> there might not be any right. eggs attached to it, but it'd be a shit ton of bacon. Right. And I, I must say that this is like the story is like coming in hot as in like five minutes ago. And like he was very proud that he didn't make all the bacon because I think he would have eaten it. I'm just saying. You, you can't. Sometimes you can't win. Sometimes you can't. But all I have to say is thank you. I appreciate you, Scott. And I'm not just a pretty face and the creative. I do want the bacon. Okay. We always want the bacon, sweetie. Always want the bacon. So there was a little gender reverse there, and I literally love it, but I am very hungry. I'm coming in hungry. Hopefully (laughs) sometime you listeners will experience the knock on the door and the platter being served. That's all I Hey, maybe we'll capture it on air for all to hear. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Now, without taking (laughs) too much time, how are you? I am good. Um, I'm having a crisis. Had a little bit of a crisis today. Really? Yes. I'm sorry. And, and the crisis is, I got COVID. Oh. As we oh, yes, all, I as we that. all know, and as a result, I had to basically get rid of all my appointments because I had a waxing appointment coming up that weekend. I had a, a massage envy appointment coming up that weekend. So all that stuff got even a podcast appearance all had to be rescheduled. So mm-hmm. I did that. I was very mindful to make sure nobody was left off. Way to find out. I think I actually told this to you. I'm like, I think I missed an appointment that I rescheduled. And I'm looking on my calendar and I can't find it upcoming just to find out I had missed it. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I had to reschedule it. Hold on. Come in. Hold, please, listeners. It's Mm. me. I'm sorry. Mm. It's my Mm -hmm. server. Hold on. I love you. (sighs) Nice. Nice, a nice plate with a fork and some bacon, some eggs. Yeah, in my belly. It looks good. I uh, missed my appointment. Henry's schedule is coming up this yeah. weekend, and now I'm a hairy mofo all over my body. I'm super mm. hairy. And for my podcast appearance, I made sure I covered up. And that was this last Friday. Yeah. And I covered up, made sure I was all covered. I was very self conscious about my hair being on display. Mm. So today I said, you know what? I want to show some cleave. I bought a matching bra panty set. So I was feeling mm. very pretty and sexy in that. Yes. And I'm like, but it, I felt uncomfortable with all the hair up and down my body as a yeah. result. I, didn't, I don't like the in-between state of wearing something feminine, but still looking masculine in that way. So I decided to put on my breastplate, my yes. Rowaner breastplate and my keyhole mm. bodysuit. And I have a black knit body kind yes, of skirt so i'm sure <laughs> so um i was able to show some cleavage and feel more feminine i have long sleeves so it's covering all the problem areas my chest i could show more cleavage without the the problem of having chest hair poking out here and there and everywhere so that was my my compromise until i can get through to my appointment and feel more feminine and smooth so yeah just a little bit of a personal crisis oh. All I have to say about that outfit as I pull on this bacon is get in my belly because <laughs> your tits are popping. I love the keyhole. It's a bodysuit, right? It is. Yes. It's great. And then you, you have, I'm taking, that's the new Torrid set you got. Yes. Wine mm. tasting is the color. It's actually very similar to some of the pieces I bought from my boudoir. Mm. 
So this, all you do see is the keyhole and two of the straps that come up, which actually makes it look like it's part of the outfit. Because, I mean, the bra straps are actually, I'd say, one shade darker than than the top. So it adds a nice contrast and it does look like it's intentional. So that's amazing. Thank you. I did. I try to do very well with my ensemble uh, today and it made me feel better. It made me feel good about how it looked. It completed the outfit. It completed my, my sense of self and my feminine spirit. So in all that, it was just, it was a crisis that I overcame and now I'm very happy with all the results. So you look gorgeous. Thank you. As do you do. Thank you. And I think clothing is amazing because it has the ability to protect us as women when we want to minimize certain parts of our bodies that we don't want to highlight. But I think that it's tricky when you're biologically male and part of your transformation, a very huge part of your transformation is that hair. I know for you, it's something that is the separator or the indicator, you know, very much up there with your voice. You feel like if that's out of control, then it's hard to create that line, that illusion Mm -hmm. between male and female. And I'm proud of you for figuring out a way to step up and step out regardless and kind of protect yourself and and do the things you need to do to not hide Savannah away for a little bit longer because I know you had COVID and your partner had COVID. And I think, you know, stepping out and feeling sexy is an antidepressant, if you will, to yes. all of it's it's what you needed for today. Yeah, so it really is. But you had said something super important, which mm-hmm. uh, really okay. kind of seg- segues right into the conversation I want to have today. You said about hiding Savannah away for any longer than I have to. Mm, And um, if you remember, oh, a couple episodes ago, and I think you found great joy in my my retelling of what happened, where I was working from home because I Mm -hmm. was still in quarantine. And I was, you know, shooting out emails to people and doing all the things. And somehow, if you recall, I responded to somebody and it was from my work email but somehow the Savannah.hawk <laughs> at yahoo.com got plugged into the, the from line. Yes, yes. And I sent it to one of my work vendors. Oh, my gosh. Do you remember? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Now I do. <laughs> yep. Now so, I do. So as a result, if you recall from the conversation, she responded formally about the stuff that was being discussed. And then she said, Oh, okay. That's a bummer, comma, Savannah, question mark. And I went, oh, oh shit. Yeah. And I was I was like, oh, my God, what do I do? What do I do? So what I'd like to discuss today is oh the goodness. aftermath of what happened. And kind There's of, an aftermath. Dun, dun, dun. dun, dun I feel dun. like there always is an aftermath. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> really, you know what? I, I swear to God, I just like put a foot in it every time. So. So this, again, this is a work vendor who somehow recognized that the email wasn't coming from Chuck, even though I signed it as Chuck and says, Savannah, what? So I like, I did my damage control to make sure I didn't send that to anybody else that it could affect. This was, I think, like on a Thursday, Friday of that week. By Sunday, I want to follow up on this. So I will read what I wrote to this lovely individual. I said, as an FYI, if you go to Amazon and look up Savannah Hawk, you will find that she is also me. Savannah <gasps> is my dual gender, alter ego, LGBTQ advocate, author, podcaster, 
and conference workshop leader extraordinaire signed Savannah <laughs> and in parentheses, Chuck. Oh my giddy God. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So I sent it out Sunday. I didn't know what was going to happen. It was a weekend. I didn't expect for her to get back to me at any time. She did get back to me and I did speak to her about this and she was happy to let me read her response. She responds, my daughter is what I'd like to describe as quote, beyond the binary end quote. I stole that term. Her pronouns are quote, whatever. And she's fine with female pronouns and completely unbothered with folks think she's a boy. And in parentheses, she says, oh God, I guess I should say man now, sunrise, sunset. A while back, I was watching the new League of Their Own. And I know Mm. you, Julie, are all up on League of Their Own as well. So a while back, I was watching the new League of Their Own. And remember the scene in the movie where the ball players are in, quote, lady school. And it's funny, and they play it for laughs, how awkward these butch girls are. In the TV show, it was a lot more serious about how these girls had to be forced into that girl persona that didn't fit. And I swear I burst into tears thinking about how awful that would have been for my daughter, how uncomfortable she would be in that world, and how happy she is being able to dress the way she dresses. So while I've always been a pretty open person, having raised a kid who is so much happier, so much more herself, occupying space in more traditionally masculine kit, and she says no shaving of the legs, no makeup, etc., I'm absolutely thrilled and delighted when I see anyone tossing away those constrictive, dangerous, damaging gender binary and walk around in the world in their own damn skin. It makes the world better for everyone. I just love it. And I think you look absolutely beautiful. Eyeshadow game on point. Oh, that was so beautiful. Right? I love that. It was... (sighs) I think the point of the, the episode I'm trying to get across is one... Accidents do happen. <laughs> and, as, and as we always tell people, hey, if it happens, you either can cover your tracks and spin it, or you can lean into it and see what happens. And the second part that I thought was amazing is just what a small world it is. Yeah. You know, I was like, like oh, shit, I, I didn't mean to expose myself in that way. And all of a sudden, she comes back and tells me this beautiful story about her own daughter, and her yeah. own feelings about things. It's a beautiful thing to know that there are so many people out there in the community, even though she would have never known about me and I would have never known about her because we would never have actually had that conversation in office hours because we don't, you know, we don't know each other outside the office. You know, I'm a client and she's a vendor. So to actually get that personal is rare. And I I was amazed by the opportunity. Yeah, it's it's really incredible. I always think about like in terms of a person's life experiences or the experiences people have in this lifetime. And yes, every person is unique. Every thumbprint is totally unique. But in terms of circumstances and life path, I just think that we have so much more in common than we think if we lean into these opportunities to share. I think that when it comes to, especially for parents or anyone for that matter, the chance to kind of connect on a soul to soul level, the chance to be able to commune with someone with regards to their child, I think was so precious for that person. And and you really gave them a unique gift. 
So often I think about comedians who say that so-and-so stole their joke and this is a bit that I do. We're human beings. You know, we all run on similar situations and similar circumstances. And I think you're a perfect example of a beautiful moment that happened where someone could share a similar nugget to the vulnerable experience you had. Right. And if you recall, when Judy hired the new housekeeper, she shared, you know, because obviously the woman's going to be cleaning the house and in the second bedroom in Julie's bedroom and Savannah's bedroom and all the guest <laughs> bedroom. <laughs> she said, hey, by the way, you know, my boyfriend is trans and dual gender and crossdresses. And I don't know if that happened at the beginning of the conversation, but before that woman left, she says, oh, you know, by the way, you know, my son's gay and started talking about the acceptance of, you know, how she feels about it, how her husband feels about it, the dynamic shifts and what they're struggling with. And again, had you never voiced that thing about yourself, your own personal truth, you never would have heard about it. And I think that when we share a personal truth, when we actually share of ourselves on that deep a level, I do believe it really allows the other person to open up to something that they don't think or didn't think they could share with just anybody out in the world because it is maybe a secret shame or maybe it is personal that they don't think there's somebody out there that's going to understand them. And why would she share with you this person that she only knows in a certain way? Had this karmic and beautiful circumstance or fumble or faded moment happened, this gave her a a gift, the chance to come out to you in a Mm. way. Yeah. And now that I know, I can speak to her on the side privately away from the office and say, Hey, how's your, how's your daughter doing? Or how Mm -hmm. is this? And hopefully she feels comfortable saying, Oh my God, do you know what happened to me and my daughter? And it gives you just another outlet and it expands your circle, which we've talked about in the last couple episodes too, working on that circle of friends or working on that network, you can feel less alone about your situation because we're all out there. There There's so many of us people. Mm -hmm. It's not just the people listening to the show guarantee that every one of us know maybe a couple people that you interact with all the time and will never know because they won't share unless they know they're in a safe space. Yeah. And the world is so different. It's no longer who's gay and who's not. It's a gender game now. And it's, mm. it's, it's the idea of gender being a construct and the idea of these rules and regulations put on women put on men, quote, quote, and turning that on its axis, you know, then the pandemic and the need for connection. And it's all created this, this beautiful blur that involves all of us to kind of look at where we are now. We talk about the next generation and we talk Mm -hmm. about our generation or our parents' generation. This time that we're in forces us to figure out humanity on an entirely different way. And so what better way than to connect, than to put ourselves out there, than to have these opportunities and to really cherish them. I will often, peoples, our lovely listeners, I will often listen to one of our episodes in the evening to kind of reset, ground, and get ready for slumber. And, uh, a frequent tactic I'll use is where I kind of close my eyes and I, I'll 
I'll just kind of um, shuffle through all the different episodes and, and stop at a certain episode. And so last night I did that. And basically, in a nutshell, it was an episode about labels. The start of the episode was all about you having an opportunity like you had on this episode today, where you came out to your neighbor, where it was one of those things that you and Judy had talked about, you know, you're not going to go door to door, but it was something that you had said, you know, if it happens, it happens. And, and thankfully for our listeners and for my delight last night, it happened right before the episode. I mean, you hadn't even had time to process with Judy That's right. and it was so exciting and I had yet to hear about it. And you were so giddy <laughs> at this beautiful moment that you shared with your neighbors. And something that really warmed my heart was the fact that after you came out to your neighbors, your neighbor said, you know, we have a friend that's bisexual and, you know, we love them. We, we, we thought that they were bisexual for a while, but now that they're out, we love them and then we, we accept them. And it really made a connection between today's episode and the episode I was listening to because it gave this person the opportunity to share with you something that was personal, something that was loving in a queer space, in a queer and loving space. It warms my heart. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I love it too. And that was just a nugget of gold that I wasn't intending to find when it came to my vendor and her daughter. That was surely out of the blue. You know, my one's accidental, but it's like, well, hell, I'm going to do it. I think she's a good person. And I didn't think that she would take it poorly, even if she had no affiliation with the community. But then to find out that she has a beyond the binary daughter, yeah, that's freaking amazing. And I love hearing those stories and being able to commune with people. The other thing I wanted to touch on was the point she made about A League of Her Own, the series, where yeah. she had such a different appreciation having a non-binary daughter to have such an appreciation for what these women were put through. You know, men were off the war and they had to fill in for the entertainment of the masses and how they were forced to have a comportment, to be feminine, to be ladylike, even though probably what made them good ballplayers was the fact that they were not ladylike with demure comportment. I mean, they were athletes. And in those days, I'm sure that also equated to some queerness. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean it has to, but the society wanted you to be a certain way, but still entertain them in a different way. That was stereotypically not the same thing. So like you find now where male athletes come out of the locker room and they have to wear as part of the dress code, they have to come out in suits. They have to present themselves in a certain way. These women also were told they had to present in a certain way. So there wouldn't be, I don't know, things to gawk at or things to be like, like, oh, my pearls. Right, right. And they're definitely, I mean, the idea was when the boys are away at war, you know, who will step in? But when it comes to women in baseball, they wanted their nails to be cut a certain length. They wanted to still have that sex appeal. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you can't slide. We want you to wear a dress and we want (laughs) you to, you know, still be sexy. It's... (laughs) It's delightful. It's delightful. I think this time we're in, it's it's scary, it's unknown, and, and things are yet to be revealed. And there's an abundance of information out there. I just think it's an amazing time to have a podcast like we do. I do too. I do too. And I think that we're hitting the gender diversity angle in a very specific way. From my experience, your experience, our opinions and thoughts, uh, diatribes on the topic. 
but it always seems like no matter, and I think you said this before, you always think that I've done it all and you've heard all my stories and then I constantly come back around right. with something brand new, relevant that just happened today. And you're just like, what? Are, aren't you just static yet? Why is it I keep hearing new things? And that is just about the journey. Right. You know, if I was in the closet, not talking to anybody, I'd have zero stories other than my shame and fear and whatever unfortunate thing was happening that day. But for me, putting myself out there in the way that I do and leaning in the way that I do and taking chances the way that I do, it allows for there to be new experiences. It really does. And because we have the privilege of such a public platform, it feels like we're on the journey. I have been thankful to go on this journey with you, someone who continues to bring their experience to the forefront and normalize it in such a way that makes others feel like they're not alone. I mean, you are one person having one experience. I am one person having another experience. And yet this topic today is a testament to the fact we are not alone. We may be individuals on you and I on totally different paths and able to meet in some collective way and create beautiful content. But, you know, in those moments, there's still vulnerability. There's still moments to not color inside the lines. And suddenly that coloring bleeds over into someone else's experience. So true. So beyond the binary daughter, my, my beyond the binary daughter. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. I love it. I love having new experiences. Like even today when I went out all in my little keyhole, body con, mm-hmm. skirt and everything, I posted a picture online and someone says, oh my God, you must got all the looks. I love the comment, number one. And two is I said, barely a single glance. And again, I'm in South Carolina in the upstate. So what does that tell you that I'm sitting there in Starbucks on my computer doing my thing? And really, people are looking at you as they walk in or as they walk out because you usually look around at the people or your environment, but nobody was staring at me. Nobody was giving me second glances. And that's just testament to, with so much division still in this country, seeing the ultra extreme left and rights, the middle ground where most individuals in this world live, they're just living their lives. As we always tell people, they're on their phones or self-absorbed. Their own experience is way more important than anybody else's. So I'm out there in the world, not raising eyebrows, not causing waves, just existing and people accept that. And you found a home there. So as much as people come and people go, but like if you're somewhere every day, the chances of you seeing people, patrons that are also here every day is quite likely. There is a chance that you are a part of the fabric that is this establishment just as much as they are, which is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to not stand out, to blend, to be who you are, to not really chase after the looks, not worry about being clocked, but just kind of exist. I mean, isn't that the point of everything is to feel out different landscapes and figure out through a little bit of awkwardness and a whole lot of vulnerability and time, but feeling comfortable in a location such as Starbucks let's just say someone was to get unruly, or let's just say someone was to give you a hint of discomfort that not only would you be able to handle it, but let's say that you couldn't handle it. You have people that work there that have already vocalized that they would jump in and kick ass if anyone made you feel a certain way. And that's beautiful, yeah. you know, and 
I don't know. I, I think that this is another episode that's just a really beautiful testament to all the, the work that you've done and all the different ways in which you have helped this world become a beautiful, more kindful, kindful, kindful. Is that even a word? More kindful place. Um, <laughs> a kinder place is what Well, I that's think. also a word. And just on a little side note, for those who think that advocacy has to be about bullhorns and flags and marching, it doesn't have to be. You can advocate in quiet ways just by being a part of the fabric, the tapestry of the environment you're in and where you live and what you do and be that example. Right. And like I said, the more people see you, the more often they see you, they will just accept you as part of that tapestry, a part of that environment, part of that experience. You may never have a conversation with any of those people. You may not be able to share your intimate thoughts on life and who you are as a gender diverse person, but just them knowing that you're there will have, have those little ripples. They absolutely will. And we have no way to track the influence we have on people or the ways in which our words and our comments and our actions, how they have affected volumes of people. There's no way to track that. But know that if you're living your truth and you're not harming anyone, you have had a ripple effect that has affected so many people. Yeah. Just keep that wave going. It doesn't have to be a huge tremor or tsunami, just a little disruption of water that goes out and finds the next thing to bounce off of. I'm excited. It was an exciting day. And I was just so in love with that response that I had to share as this episode. And just let people know that there are other people out there that you think you know, but because they don't know you, you don't truly know them. Oh, you never know. You never know what's going on beyond the surface. No. So, yeah, this was a sweet episode. And thank you so much for for not sharing it with me ahead of time. (laughs) I appreciate the delight of hearing it for the first time with others. And so, my dear, I would like to say thank you for a beautiful episode. And I love you so much. And I love how you've matched your lipstick with your bra, with your beautiful top. Oh, and your eyeshadow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now you just bragging. Now just bragging. Ah. I'm trying to take pages out of your book for how to do makeup, how to accessorize, what to punch up, what to draw back. It's all you girl. I'm just. Oh, honey, you. you do. You make it be blush, but you get it blush. Like you use blush. All right. Well anyways, <laughs> but you already had your makeup on point before we met. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And love love back to you, my dear. Love back to you. And bye for now. Until next time. You can find me on Facebook at Savannah Hawk or at Living With Crossdressing and on Instagram at Savannah Hawk. Remember, that's H-A-U-K. And to learn more, go to my website, livingwithcrossdressing.com. And you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Fox and Hanger or at Julie MTF Style, as well as on our website at foxandhanger.com. Julie, it's your moment. The Fox and the Phoenix podcast uses Anchor Copyright 2023. Yes, nailed it.
If you enjoy our content and want to make it easier for others to find us, please share with your friends. Tap the subscribe or follow button to the show wherever you're listening. Give it a five-star rating or leave a review. And for show ideas or comments, contact us through the podcast on Facebook at Fox and Phoenix Podcast or on Instagram at the Fox and the Phoenix Podcast underscore.